Hello and welcome to the IT Governance Podcast for Friday the 11th of November 2022. Here's the news. The Information Commissioner's Office has fined the construction company Interserve £4.4 million for failing to implement appropriate technical and organisational measures to secure the personal data it processes, as required by Article 32 of the General Data Protection Regulation. Interserve suffered a data breach in March 2020 as a result of an employee who was working from home in the early days of the first COVID-19 lockdown falling victim to a phishing email. The attackers were then able to compromise 283 systems and 16 accounts, including 12 privileged accounts, and uninstalled the company's antivirus solution. In early May, Interserve discovered a message on its server infrastructure stating that it had been hacked and notified the National Cyber Security Centre and the ICO that it had suffered a ransomware attack that had resulted in a personal data breach affecting up to 113,000 current or former employees. The Information Commissioner, John Edwards, took the opportunity to warn other organisations not to be complacent about their cyber risks. The biggest cyber risk businesses face, he said, is not from hackers outside the company, but from complacency within the company. If your business doesn't regularly monitor for suspicious activity in its systems and fails to act on warnings, or doesn't update software and fails to provide training to staff, you can expect a similar fine from my office. Leaving the door open to cyber attackers is never acceptable, especially when dealing with people's most sensitive information. This data breach had the potential to cause real harm to Interserve's staff, as it left them vulnerable to the possibility of identity theft and financial fraud. Cyber attacks are a global concern, and businesses around the world need to take steps to guard against complacency. Australia's largest health insurer, Medibank, has alerted its 9.7 million customers that their personal data might have been released on the dark web following a ransomware attack last month. The leak follows Medibank's announcement that it would not pay a ransom to its attackers, saying, We believe there is only a limited chance paying a ransom would ensure the return of our customers' data and prevent it from being published. The compromised data includes names, addresses, dates of birth, phone numbers, email addresses, Medicare numbers, passport numbers and some health claims data. According to AFP, the criminals divided the data into naughty and nice lists before publishing it, with victims on the naughty list linked to such things as drug addiction, alcohol abuse and HIV. The leaked information also includes messages exchanged between Medibank representatives and the criminals. One message read, We will do everything in our power to inflict as much damage as possible for you, both financial and reputational. Medibank is already suffering the financial effects of the breach, with its share price down 20% since news of the attack first emerged last month, and two law firms already investigating whether Medibank had breached its obligations to customers under the country's Privacy Act. It's not yet known who's responsible for the attack, but AFP reports that the Australian Federal Police's Assistant Commissioner Cyber Command, Justine Goff, said that the criminal or criminal groups responsible could be operating outside Australia. Others have noted that the ransomware group posted its messages on a site linked to the Russian R-Evil gang. Australia's Assistant Treasurer Stephen Jones, meanwhile, called the attackers scumbags and crooks. Medibank customers are now at a heightened risk from phishing attacks and should exercise caution. Medibank has provided a range of advice on its website. 
Most of us shop online nowadays and think nothing of taking in packages for our neighbours, but this practice might come to an end if data protection regulators follow the precedent set by the Spanish Supervisory Authority, the AEPD, which has fined UPS €70,000 for leaving a package with its intended recipient's neighbour without their consent, thereby unlawfully disclosing their personal data, which was printed on the shipping label. According to GDPR Hub, UPS protested that it was acting according to its contract with the company whose goods it was delivering, which stated that parcels could be left with neighbours if the addressees could not be found. However, the AEPD determined that UPS was the data controller, not the data processor in this instance, and was therefore responsible for implementing appropriate technical and organisational measures to ensure the personal data was protected and ensuring that it had appropriate consent from the data subject. In delivering the parcel to its intended recipient's neighbour, it violated these obligations. Finally, Microsoft's Patch Tuesday this month comprises updates to fix 68 security flaws, including patches for six zero-day vulnerabilities, software flaws that are being actively exploited by criminals. According to Bleeping Computer, which is one of many sites that provides a handy rundown of patches, those six are... CVE 2022-41128, a Windows Scripting Languages Remote Code Execution Vulnerability, discovered by Google's Threat Analysis Group. CVE 2022-41091, a Windows Mark of the Web Security Feature Bypass Vulnerability, discovered by Will Dorman. CVE 2022-41073, a Windows Print Spooler Elevation of Privilege Vulnerability, discovered by Microsoft Threat Intelligence Center. CVE 2022-41125, a Windows CNG Key Isolation Service Elevation of Privilege Vulnerability, discovered by Microsoft Threat Intelligence Center and Microsoft Security Response Center. CVE 2022-41040, a Microsoft Exchange Server Elevation of Privilege Vulnerability, discovered by GTSC and disclosed through Zero Dat Initiative. And CVE 2022-41082, a Microsoft Exchange Server remote code execution vulnerability, also discovered by GTSE and disclosed through Zero Dat Initiative. As ever, if you're prompted to install updates on your machine, don't put it off any longer than you have to. That was the news, and that's it for this time. As ever, you can get in touch with us either by leaving a comment on the blog or via Twitter at ITGovPod, that's my account, or at ITGovernance. We'll return in a fortnight, but until then, our archive is on SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and you can find everything you need to implement and maintain cybersecurity defence in depth on our website, itgovernance.co.uk.